When I first started teaching, I got very lucky. I arrived in my new district just north of Seattle at the same time as a new curriculum adoption. The tasks were rich. They asked students to stretch and invent. I was told to try these out, to talk to kids while they worked together, and to not say too much. As a new teacher looking for guidance, I soaked up this advice and all the time I had with my colleagues to talk about math teaching. We all had a hard time learning how much to say to students, what questions to ask, when to let them struggle, and when and how to step in. When my kids were working, I walked around the room, listening in and stopping to talk with them about their thinking. I quickly learned that although I loved talking with my colleagues at our monthly meetings, I spent much more time talking with children every day. If I was going to learn how to support them, I was going to learn it from them. The children in my classes taught me what to say and how to listen, and it changed everything for me. Since those first few years, I've taught in schools in Chicago and Washington, D.C., and worked with teachers and their students in schools across the country. And in every place, I have learned from teachers and children as they talk to one another about mathematics. These conversations, just a few minutes long, in the midst of learning, are jewel boxes of instruction. They contain everything teaching should offer. The opportunity for students to name and grow their own ideas, productive struggle, formative assessment, and a differentiated response. When these conversations went well, I could see learning happening, and this fed my curiosity. Why do some of these conversations feel so productive and powerful? Why do some feel like slogging? What do I do when I can't seem to understand what the children are thinking, and they don't understand me? How do I know what each child understands? I wanted to understand conferring in mathematics because I believe these interactions have the potential to provide immediate, differentiated instruction to students right when they need it. Conferring means that you don't wait until tomorrow or Friday or the end of the unit to know what kids need and provide it. You can be there with them in the tiny moments when their thinking is growing or floundering and provide the next little nudge they need to grow even more. Now, as a researcher, I focus on understanding how conferring interactions work and how teachers learn to respond to student thinking in the moment. This audiobook is based on my experience as a teacher and math coach and on the results of studies I have conducted in elementary classrooms. You may be familiar with the idea of conferring in reading and writing instruction, such as from Carl Anderson's book, How's It Going? A Practical Guide to Conferring with Student Writers as well as Lucy Calkin's books, The Art of Teaching Reading and The Art of Teaching Writing. In all disciplines, conferring is the practice of talking with students as they engage in meaningful work with the purpose of uncovering their thinking and supporting learning in the moment. Uncovering student thinking looks similar regardless of the age or subject matter. We ask students questions, we watch what they do and say, and we read what they are writing and drawing according to the high-leverage practices published by Teaching Works in 2014. But how we support students' learning in the moment varies depending on whether we teach writing, science, reading, social studies, or math, because each involves somewhat different ways of thinking, solving, explaining, justifying, gathering evidence, interpreting, representing, and dealing with ambiguity. In thinking about conferring in mathematics, I consider the disciplinary practices of mathematics, such as those described in the Common Core Standards for Mathematical Practice. Students collaborate to invent, try, refine, represent, and justify ways of tackling challenging mathematical tasks. 
conferring in math should respond to and support students in this kind of work. Math, for instance, is a social act. Students work together in pairs and small groups to solve problems and build understanding. So conferring in math involves the teacher stepping into this social mathematical space to support the learning, communication, and participation of all partners. In math, children are solving problems, and the journey to a solution is more valuable than the destination. So conferring in math must position the teacher alongside students on their pathway, rather than as the beacon at the end of the trail guiding them home. Conferring in math asks, where are you? And where could you go next, rather than where should you be, or what would I do next?